Hey everyone, welcome to episode 2 of this gaming podcast. Today we're just going to take a look at my top 5 favorite games for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Not necessarily the best, but ones that I enjoyed playing. And uh, if you guys have a top 5, let me know. Hit me up Instagram, on Twitch, on the comments of this blog section, or the comments of this podcast. And like I mentioned in my previous podcast, I want to start interviewing people about their gaming experience, their history... But for now, it's just going to be me, so sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. I'll start with the honorable mentions that I put at the end of this blog post. First one being The Simpsons, Bart vs. Space Mutants. Uh, This is also going to be on another list of hardest games ever. Uh, I mentioned in the last one that I I never even remember getting past the first level of this game. It was just so difficult, but at the time, it was so fun. Um, You know, Simpsons being uh, a new show, a fresh show, and something that was, you know, never really had a show like that. So to see it, you know, Bart, a controllable character on the Nintendo Entertainment System was like the coolest thing ever, especially when you get the coins and you could prank uh, Moe's Bar. Uh, That was pretty cool. And then all the different things that turn elements from purple to red, uh, whether it's the rockets, the paint cans, spray paint. So that's pretty cool. Uh, and then switching the glasses on to see the people who are aliens and then you jump on them. But again, a, a difficult game. Uh, I enjoyed playing, uh, so that's an honorable mention. Another honorable mention is Little Nemo Dream Master. Interesting concept. The kid's obviously in a dream of some sort, running into different animals. And in order to get the animal's suit or abilities, you have to kind of feed him candy until they pass out. But it was pretty cool. Uh, different levels, uh, different animals did different things. Like there was a gorilla that was jumped high, a lizard that kind of snaked its way through walls. I think it could be a bee and a few other ones, uh, a mole that dug underground, which is pretty cool. That was also a hard game, going back and playing it uh, on the NES Classic. Uh, it was amazing that you know we enjoyed these games so much and they were so difficult. So the third honorable mention, and I'm surprised this didn't crack my top five favorite games, was DuckTales. One of the best Capcom games, one of the best you know animated Disney games onto a NES system or any system for that matter. I-, I loved how easy the game was and you could kind of breeze through it, but also how fun each level was kind of different, like the Himalayas with the snow, space with Gizmo Duck and everything, you know, floating around, the enemies floating around. Uh, and then also Transylvania with uh, going in and out of the trick mirrors. Always enjoyed that. That was a fun game to play. That and Chippendale Rescue Rangers um, for that era with the, you know, Capcom Disney after school special. If you have PS4 or Xbox, you should pick up that. Uh, there's four games. It's those two, Darkwing Duck and Tailspin, all from the NES. Uh, so that's pretty cool. But yeah, I mean, DuckTales is up there. But probably one and two with uh, Chip and Dale for, you know, honorable mention here. Uh, so let's go into the top five. Top five, number five, I have Super Mario Brothers 3. Uh, just because at the time it was like such a big game. Uh, especially with all of the stages within the levels. It wasn't just, you know, three and out. Uh, some had eight, nine, ten, eleven levels. And each level had its own personality. It was different than Super Mario 1, where it's just side-scrolling between day or night. Uh, Super Mario 2 kind of had different level personalities, but this was pretty cool with, you know, Water World, uh, Giant Land, um, the one with the vines or whatever those uh, plants were, the man-eating plants. You know, tough levels too, a lot of Easter eggs in there with the hidden ghost ships, the flutes, uh, the side games, the card games with Toad, getting different abilities, the frog swimming, uh, obviously the Tanuki suit, uh, turning into stone, and then flying. 
with the leaf and the raccoon uh, ears and, and tail. So the P-Wing uh, is something that comes up, uh, always flying across the hard levels towards the end. Um, and then playing that level where it's in pitch black and you're worried if the hand grabs you, you know, when you're going left to right. So, yeah, I had fun with that one. I've beat it a couple of times, you know, without, you know, cheating or, you know, starting from the end. And it was just really fun, a really good game. And it was like the perfect prequel or setup to Super Mario World for the SNES. And that was kind of like the perfect segue. And I remember people went straight from Mario 3 to super mario world because uh they came out such close relation to each other so in my last podcast i mentioned that i went from nintendo entertainment system to sega genesis so i didn't play super mario world until later on in college with emulation coming out so it's the perfect precursor especially with the leaf and flying and the cape and and yoshi and all that stuff so uh again super mario 3 a lot of fun uh that's a number five Number four, this is going to surprise people, it's a personal favorite of mine, and that's Super Dodgeball. Just with all the sport games that NES had, uh, whether it was Double Dribble, Punch-Out, or Ice Hockey, I like the arcade and fun feel of Super Dodgeball, where you were literally just having fun chucking the ball when it turned orange and it was doing different things. And, you know, one floated to the person right up to their face and then nailed them. One turned into, like, a, a disc or a laser or something like that. The other one was like a, a curveball, so that was pretty cool. Uh, and then seeing all of the different levels, Kenya, you know, China, Iceland, all, all of those, and then the stereotypical depictions of them on, on the screen, which uh, wouldn't fly today. So I mentioned that in the last podcast as well. Now, that was number four. That's Super Dodgeball. And that still holds up uh, for fun today as well. So number three was um, TMNT2, the arcade game. For the time, we were all blown away by the graphics. Um, obviously, going back now, it looks nothing like the arcade version of the game or where it's ported from. Night and day, the graphics. Uh, the graphics actually look terrible here. And if I remember correctly, when one of the bad guys dies, it looks like he turns into like a pile of poo or something like that. I believe it was um, General Trager, like some, General Craig, or I don't know what his name is, but one of those bad guys. But yeah, everyone remembers, you know, the burning building and Shredder jumping out of the window and all of this stuff. So yeah, Turtles 2, the arcade game great game uh love that a good kind of redemption game from the first turtles a game that had nothing to do with uh, anything that we knew of of the turtles so tmnt2 the arcade game number three number two gonna go chalk here with the legend of zelda very fun for me uh, i remember it was one of the first games that i used a strategy guide to see you know the actual map uh, of where the hidden hearts were um, you know, getting info from friends of where the swords or what um, order you have to get the swords in. And then how to beat, you know, certain enemies uh, who, you know, uses the smoke from the bomb, the rhinos, and then hitting so-and-so with the boomerang or shooting the bow and arrow at one of them. So uh, that was kind of, you know, some they had to put thought into, but also use the community. And this is, uh, remind you, pre-internet. So there wasn't much of a community. It was just the kids around your block that had the same game. And this was actually pre-game pro, I believe. So there were no cheats that way. So 
Uh, Legend of Zelda is also known for its save feature that just put your three initials and then you could pick up where you left off. You didn't have to worry about leaving the system on or running, you know, running down from dinner because you want to play more of it and you left it on. So that was pretty cool. And then um, again, we're talking about precursors. Uh, terrible sequel. I thought I didn't like Zelda 2. I think it was called Link's Adventure. I wasn't really into that, but comment below if you prefer Link's Adventure or you do like Link's Adventure or, or just reply to me on the blog because uh, I like to get everyone's comments about that and their opinions. Uh, and then uh, just like Mario 3, this was a perfect kind of prequel to or not prequel because it has a weird kind of canon, but a link to the past for SNES. Uh, and on my Twitch channel, I am playing at A Link to the Past for the first time. Uh, because I never played it up until it was released on the SNES Classic, so uh, I've been streaming that. Uh, awesome game. A lot of people put that as their best game ever. Uh, we'll see how it ranks, but I am, am having fun with it, and it is, you know, an amazing game. I wouldn't classify it as RPG, but uh, it is, you know, definitely not a platformer, so it is in, in its own genre there, if you don't want to call it RPG. So, Zelda number two. Let's recap Mario 3 at number 5, Super Dodgeball 4, Turtles, the arcade game 3, Zelda 2, uh, and then number 1, uh, kind of obvious here if you've been reading or know me uh, at all, uh, Mega Man 2 is, is probably my most favorite game to play uh, of all time. Is it the best game ever? I don't know. Just because it's so easy, it's so fun, has awesome soundtrack, so many good memories, uh, if you're not familiar with Mega Man, uh, in Japan it's called Rockman, and I think they chose the name Rockman because of the rock, paper, scissor aspect of beating the bosses in the game. So paper covers rock, you know, the, the metal blaster beats Woodman, uh, something like that. Airman beats Crashman, things like that. Scissor cuts paper. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's how they got the name of Rockman. The the sound, you know, the soundtrack. People are doing live cover versions. You can watch YouTube videos of people playing guitar, playing the, you know, Crashman theme, playing the intro theme. It's pretty crazy. Also, one of this, too, is... I felt, like, sad at the end when I beat it, just because of not only the music that they played or Mega Man walking by himself, but that it was over. And, you know, a lot of people do speed runs or they do, you know, special runs, uh, make it harder. Uh, I could probably beat it in under 45 minutes. Uh, I, I think that was the last time I, I tested myself. I've never done it with the, just the Mega Blaster or Mega Buster, whatever it's called, uh, alone. Uh, that might be really difficult, but I'm sure there's people on YouTube who have done that. But Mega Man 2, another game with uh, also save features. You have Wily's Castle after. Uh, again, that neighborhood chatter of you know, how to beat the, the dragon, and you find out that the quick boomerang beats the dragon instantly. And you know for some reason, Bubble beat the alien at the end, and because there's water elements to a computer hologram. Uh, so it all makes sense, and it is one of the best games. And I mentioned in the first episode, too, for some reason, I don't remember getting into or having or playing uh, at that time Mega Man 3 or 4. I think I just stopped at 2. Uh, I got Mega Man 1 after Mega Man 2, uh, which is rare. Uh, and Mega Man 1 is uh, significantly harder. Um, you know, you don't have a lot of the features there. And then that spun the cartoon, which I think the cartoon came out after Mega Man 1. Uh, just because there's only two bad guys from the first one. It was Cutman and Gut. Gutsman uh, were in the Mega Man cartoon, so I'm going to look that up, but yeah, Mega Man 2, uh, again, my favorite game of all time, uh, 
Probably, yeah. I put that, Final Fantasy VII, Twisted Metal Two, and, like, one of the Call of Duties. Uh, that's a whole nother episode. But, yeah, I mean, as far as my favorite games of all time, uh, it, it's up there. For the NES, definitely favorite for all systems. Probably one or two next to Final Fantasy VII. Wily's Castle, all of the um, robots, classic. Can't compare it to anything, you know, the soundtrack, a- anything. Uh, and then spun off a huge series. I mean, I, I think they're up to like 25 Mega Man games. Uh, Mega Man 11 is actually coming out uh, next month, if you're listening to this. Uh, I'm looking forward to it because they brought it back to the 8-bit uh, feel, the side-scroller platform. And they didn't get too cute with it. Uh, I, I'm interested to see what these gears do, like slowing up time. It's something that's really interesting that I'm looking forward to. Uh, and, and seeing how much it is because... You know, it's on a next-gen system. Are we going to pay next-gen prices? Or is it going to be a 1999 game? So I'm pretty uh, interested to see uh, what's there. But that's my top five. I like to hear your guys' top five. If you want to reply uh, either on the comment section of this or if you want to visit the website and comment on there, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I want to see uh, different people's top five, but I also want to see suggestions of games to play. Uh, just because uh, I've probably played uh, maybe about 100 NES games, so I'm probably missing about 700 that I haven't played yet. So uh, everyone has a different opinion on games. Everyone has a different favorite or favorite genre. So I'm pretty interested to see. There's plenty of episodes coming up where there's like this top five list, whether it's top five sport games, top five you know systems, top five Sega games. So I have plenty to uh, talk about here. So uh, let me know what you guys think. If you have any suggestions for future episodes or future lists, let me know and I'll see you guys on the next one.